And I'm Scott. And we are Fired Up, Ready to Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode four. We're trying to keep this fun for you. If we can't keep it brief, we'll try to keep it fun. So, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to ask a few questions here at the top of the podcast and see if you know the answers, and if not, you'll know them by the end of this podcast. Go ahead, Scott. Okay, question one. True or false? American farmers are overjoyed at the upcoming $12 billion in tariff relief coming to them from the Department of Agriculture. Question two. The president wants security clearances revoked from... A, former President Barack Obama and presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. B, former directors of the CIA, FBI, and other intelligence agencies. Or C, Robert Mueller and Rod Rosenstein. Okay, the next question is, did Fox News President Jay Wallace defend or attack the CNN reporter who was banned at the White House event this week? Okay, question four. Emoluments are classified as the information procured from foreign intelligence sources and given to elected officials. That's A. Or B, gifts or income paid to an elected office holder by foreign governments. Or C, perks of elected office that are illegal only if not listed on an expense report. And question five. The Trump-Putin Second Summit will be held in A, South America, B, back in Helsinki since the first one there was such a success, or C, either Washington or Moscow. And the next question is, Paul Ryan supports the articles of impeachment against Rod Rosenstein that were filed by fellow Republicans this week. True or false? And that's your quiz. Good luck. And here we go. And now, domestic Trump troubles. Sources for this story are an article in the Austrian news source Mises.org, a Washington Post op-ed by George Will and Politico. So, Janine, do you know the difference between tariffs and taxes? Mm, Not really. Well, tariffs essentially are taxes on imported goods. Mm. But whereas Congress is responsible for setting taxes, the president enjoys free reign in establishing tariffs. And we are seeing now how the president is enjoying this power with the tariffs he recently has imposed on Chinese imports. Oh, he's enjoying. Oh, indeed. Now, the Chinese wasted no time in responding, but they did not respond in kind by imposing tariffs of their own. Instead, they responded by simply canceling orders of a number of American-produced goods, mostly in the agricultural sector, most notably soybeans, of which they are, up to now, the number one importer of American soybeans. Right. So, but the good news for our soybean farmers is that Trump also has unilateral power to direct the Agriculture Department to throw $12 billion worth of, worth of funding of relief to this key consist- constituency. I- I'm sorry, I mean this affected industry. But even conservatives are not buying this whole strategy. In fact, Wisconsin Republican Senator Ron Johnson says, quote, 
This is becoming more and more like a Soviet type of economy here. Mm. Commissars deciding who is going to be granted waivers. Commissars in the administration figuring out how they're going to sprinkle around benefits, end quote. Mm. Unsurprisingly, the benefactors of the bailout are not swayed by the, what Trump assures us will just be a temporary pain on the road to fabulously robust trade relations by going on the offensive with a multi-million dollar ad campaign targeted against the tariffs. So you know what's so ironic about this whole scenario is how much of an uproar there was over the threat that uh, Barack Obama posed of imposing socialism on <laughs> America, right? All I can say is this. $12 billion is a lot of money. It could give a lot of people health care. It could do a lot of things. But I love that we're supposed to just trust mm -hmm. that Trump, the great businessman, knows what he's doing. And it's all going to sort of work out in the end. But isn't this the guy who had multiple bankrupt businesses? Right. But we're just supposed to trust that he's got the magic sauce that's going to make all of this fall into place. Exactly. And as much uh, money as $12 billion is, if you listen to these uh, farmers, farmers, they're saying that it's, it's not, not. going to cover it. Plus, you know, they're not in it to have their product wilt on the vine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is just... How anybody thought that this guy, who couldn't handle his own business affairs, was going to be the savior uh, of the economy? Because we need a businesses. businessman in the White House. That's oh, what we need. Lord help us all. Indeed. NBC News reports that House Republicans move to impeach Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. The resolution, introduced by conservative House members, unlikely to pass without leadership support, accuses Rosenstein of seeking to block congressional oversight of Robert Mueller's investigation. Chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, Mark Meadows, along with Representative Jim Jordan and nine, count them, nine other co-sponsors, allege that Rosenstein has withheld documents from and made misleading statements to Congress. A spokesperson from the Attorney General's office said, no comment. But earlier in the month, they said they had responded to all requests from an initial subpoena from the House Intelligence Committee and had responded to most requests from a House Judiciary Committee subpoena. Democrats swiftly rose to Rosenstein's defense. Representative Adam Schiff of California, uh, the the ranking Democrat on the Intelligence Committee, said the articles were filed in bad faith and show the extraordinary lengths to which House Republicans will go to protect Trump. To impeach, the House would have to approve the articles by a simple majority and forward them to the Senate. On Thursday, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan said that he doesn't support the effort, saying, quote, I don't think we should be cavalier with this process or term. I don't think this rises to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. Unquote. Wow. Well, no kidding, Paul Ryan. What? This is a joke, is what this is. When you're under investigation, you're not supplying people with the information about the investigation. Right. And that is what Republicans are clearly trying to do, is pass the information on to Trump's defense team mm -hmm. so they know what's going on. Exactly. Very scandalous. Shady. Very unethical. Let's save the impeachment process for the real con man in town. Amen. 
And we all know who that is. This comes from NBC News primarily. In another stroke of authoritarianism, our president this week thought it wise to call for revoking the security clearances of former intelligence officials that, as claimed by Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, quote, politicized and in some cases monetized their public service, unquote. Well, you know what that means, Janine? It means that if you ever work in the public sector and then have ideas about entering the private sector, you better just erase all of your public work experience from your resume because you don't want to be accused of monetizing your public work history. This is BS. And forget about calling things as you see them when asked by a reporter because if you're not towing the Trump line, you're being partisan. Exactly. The irony here, though, and actually, no, it's too transparent to be ironic is that of the countless retired intelligence officials to which this justification could apply, the only six former FBI, NSA, CSCIA, and National Intelligence Directors and Advisors that he's targeted, John Brennan, James Coney, Michael Hayden, Susan Rice, James Clapper, and Andrew McCabe, are those who she also says were have made, quote, baseless claims, end quote, about the president's ties to Russia. How mm. ironic. Mm. How coincidental. Now, Steve, many have uh, things to say about this, and Stephen Vladek, the uh, law professor and national security expert at University of Texas School of Law, says, it certainly has shadows of some of the worst abuses of the Nixon administration. Oh. This sort of screams political retribution. Mm. This is punitive. This is not security-based. End mm. quote. Mm. NBC reports that... Um, Heads of intelligence agencies typically retain their security clearances unless there is a reason to revoke them, and this is so that they can speak about sensitive matters to their successors or Congress, right. which is in the public interest. Right. You know, to all, share their knowledge. To share their knowledge, to, to be a resource and, right. uh, and an expert. Right. Uh, also, somebody might want to tell the president that when he fires intelligence directors like Comey and McCabe, they lose their security clearances, and so they don't need to have them revoked. That's right. But I'm sure uh, he's not worried about what uh, about appearing punitive and retaliatory, because after all, his base eats that up. Yeah, so part of this is just bogus, because some of these people have already had, as you said, their clearances take, and some of them don't care, but to suggest... That these folks who really, you know, have appeared on shows who don't seem to have anything to gain uh, and, and, and appears by all accounts to be out of their character mm -hmm. to make such comments, but you do get the sense they're making comments because they're really concerned about what they're seeing and how out of the norm it appears. But it is just so uh, harmful to our agencies, to our institutions, mm -hmm. to be assuming and, and putting this out there that these folks aren't credible or right. these folks have an agenda. Right. Uh, when, again, uh, clearly, they, they all sound concerned. Right. USA Today reports the White House bans CNN reporter from press conference. CNN says one of its reporters was banned from a White House event after attempting to ask President Donald Trump a series of questions that were deemed inappropriate. White House reporter Caitlin Collins said she was pulled aside in the afternoon after shouting questions to Trump during an Oval Office meeting and told she would be barred from a news conference. 
She was asked to the office of Bill Shine, the former Fox News co-head and now Deputy Chief of Staff of Communications. There she met with him and Press Secretary Sarah Sanders, where she was told, quote, You are disinvited from the press availability in the Rose Garden today, unquote. They said the questions I asked were inappropriate for that venue, and they said I was shouting, Collins reported. The White House Correspondents Association issued a statement about the incident, calling it, quote, an act of inappropriate retaliation, which is wrong-headed and weak. It cannot stand, unquote. CNN replied that, quote, this decision to bar a member of the press is retaliatory in nature and not indicative of an open and free press. We demand better, unquote. Washington reporters and other news networks were quick to stand up for Collins. Even Jay Wallace, the president of Fox News, that's right, Fox News, blasted the event saying, quote, we stand in strong solidarity with CNN for the right to full access for our journalists as part of a free and unfettered press. Yay, Fox News. According to an article in The Hill, Trump had reportedly asked aides to ban reporters before banning CNN journalists from the press event. The Washington Post reported Friday that Trump has been angered by what he believes is disrespectful behavior from journalists towards his administration and has spoken to aides about possibly blacklisting CNN's Jim Acosta and reporter April Ryan. Poor little snowflake. Oh, poor snowflake. He doesn't like the questions he's asked. No, why should he have to answer the questions? Give me a break. This story is sourced primarily by the Washington Post. Events of the past week increase the chances that it won't be the Mueller probe, which will be the undoing of this president, but his own greed. A lawsuit raised by the Attorneys General of Washington, D.C. and Maryland was cleared by a federal judge to proceed in a rejection of efforts by the Trump administration to stop them. The suit alleges that the president has violated the little-used anti-corruption emoluments clauses in the Constitution. The case has the potential to bring unprecedented scrutiny to Trump's businesses by reviewing records to determine which countries have spent money in Trump's downtown D.C. hotel which operates out of a federally owned property, the old U.S. Post Office building. As well, the case could shed light on Trump's long-concealed tax returns. Considerable debate rages over whether emoluments is narrowly defined to include only the uh, ban of outright gifts or bribes from foreign governments, or more broadly to include uh, elected officials benefiting from the regular course of business with foreign governments and leaders. This has never been an issue before due to the long-standing tradition by U.S. presidents to divest themselves of their businesses upon accepting their role as head of state, another tradition Trump has ignored. The case was raised by D.C. and Maryland on the basis that businesses there are negatively impacted by the hotel, which could be patronized by foreign governments in a bid to curry, if not outright pay for favor with the president. While Trump has claimed that he would donate all foreign profits from this property to the federal treasury, and in fact he said he donated just over 151000 in February, there's currently no means by which to reconcile that amount against his true profit. 
Now, while not directly related, it should also be noted that for years, the FBI, just down the street from the old post office, was scouting locations in the D.C. suburbs to consolidate their operations, and in doing so, it would sell their current headquarters to a developer. But the president put the gabosh on that plan because, you see, the current FBI site is in a prime location that, for a mixed-use development, would surely include a luxury hotel component, which could have directly competed with the Trump International Hotel right down the street. No thanks. And now for your Tweet of the Week. Our Tweet of the Week is from Lawrence O'Donnell who has a show on MSNBC called The Last Word at 10 p.m. And I love his show, and I love watching his openings, which are always smart and cutting. So, his tweet is in response to a tweet by Kyle Griffin, who says, Trump starts his day at Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey. This is Trump's 176th day at a Trump property as president and his 133rd day at a Trump golf course as president. To that, Lawrence replied, No president has ever worked harder at golf. Not even close. You got that right, Lawrence. And now, Trump Troubles Around the Globe. CBS News reports, the judge says government, quote, gets credit, unquote, for reuniting immigrant families, but warns better system is needed. U.S. District Judge Dana Sabrow said the government gets, quote, great credit, unquote, for reunifying more than 1,800 children five and over by the deadline. Fed said that 711 children can't be reunited with their parents because they're ineligible. We'll get into that at another time. The judge then turned his attention to the 431 children whose parents were deported, saying, quote, The government is at fault for losing several hundred parents in the process, and that is where we go next, unquote. He also said the, quote, problem could not be repeated, describing how Homeland Security, Health and Human Services, and Justice Departments didn't have a system to keep track of the families that were separated. And what was lost in the process was the family. According to court papers, parents of 120 children waived reunification ACLU attorney Lee Gellert said that these parents didn't understand what they were signing. Imagine that. On a parallel legal front, a federal judge in Los Angeles said Friday she will appoint an independent monitor to evaluate conditions for immigrant children in U.S. border facilities in Texas, following a spate of reports of spoiled food, insufficient water, and frigid conditions. Meanwhile, reports are coming in from these families who were separated, and as one can imagine, they report agony and despair. Parents report being unable to speak to their children, or only being able to speak briefly if they could pay for calls. In some cases, parents spent weeks not knowing where their children were. 
In other cases, they were deported alone with no information about their children they had to leave behind. Some parents said immigration officials induced them to waive their rights seeking asylum, telling them it was the only way or the fastest way to be reunited with their children. For those who have been reunited, the harm to children and family relationships may be severe and lasting. This is a, a horrible thing and a, a horrible stain on this doing? country. What are we doing? Well, we're recklessly making a mess of people's lives. That's apparently what we're doing. In the name of... In the name of Trump, honey. The name of Trump. And now for your action of the week. Our action of the week is a wonderful service called fivecalls.org. And it is the number five, C-A-L-L-S, dot org. And all you do is you put your address in. I think they ask for your zip code. And you put that in, and they pull up your representatives for you. And they give you a list of issues. So, for example, it says, Restrict Trump's Nuclear Launch Authority. So if you click on that, uh, then they take you down, and they give you a little summary of what the issue is. And then they give you who to call, um, which is your representative, or they'll give you your senator or your representative, whichever uh, it, is, it is most appropriate to call. And then they give you a little script, and they tell you, Hi, my name is so-and-so, um, and I'm calling today about this, and they give you exactly what to say. And then they also track your action. So it says, unavailable, left voicemail, made contact, skip. So if you skip that person, uh, then it takes you to the next person. So in this case, it takes me to my senator. And um, it, it's really a great way to, number one, if you're not sure what to say, they tell you what to say. And number two, like I say, connecting you with the phone number of your uh, representatives in Congress. So give it a try. Let us know what you think. And now. What the hell is happening in the Russia investigation, anyway? We're keeping it real here on our podcast, and if you hear crunching sounds in the background, that is our dog enjoying a bone, and we can't get him to move right now. Moving on. In a story from CNN, Michael Cohen claims that Trump knew in advance of the 2016 Trump Tower meeting. This is the meeting in which Russians were expected to offer his campaign dirt on Hillary Clinton. Cohen is willing to make this assertion to Robert Mueller. Cohen's claims would contradict repeated denials by Trump, Trump Jr., their lawyers, and other administration officials who have said the president knew nothing about the meeting until he heard about it from the New York Times in July of 2017. Of course not. Right. Cohen apparently does not have evidence such as audio recordings. What we do know is that Michael Cohen did make other recordings. <laughs> and we heard one this week 
uh, where he and Trump are talking about setting up a business to pay off an ex-Playboy model. Of course, Trump's lawyer, Rudy Sleazeball Giuliani, is trying desperately to discredit Michael Cohen, saying, quote, The man is a pathological liar who has lied his whole life, unquote. Now, in May, Giuliani said of Cohen, he is, quote, an honest, honorable man and lawyer. And I have no concerns that Michael Cohen is going to do anything but tell the truth, unquote. So which is it, Rudy? Well, how quickly we turn, how quickly <laughs> the ball turns in the world of Trump and Giuliani. You might have missed the live-aired blindside of Dan Coates while he was being interviewed by seasoned journalist Andrea Mitchell at a security conference in Aspen, Colorado about two weeks ago. The news that broke in the midst of their live interview, arguably timed in an act of defiance to embarrass the National Intelligence Director, right as he was describing the lack of information he'd received from Trump's summit with Vladimir Putin the previous week, was that Trump had invited Putin to a second meeting this fall in Washington, D.C., now, last week, I imagined the prospect of Putin sitting at Trump's side in the bandstand during the military parade the president is planning to throw himself in November. Alas, however, that nightmare scenario is not meant to be, as the administration has now postponed the Russian president's visit to our nation's capital until after the new year. You know, Janine, once the Mueller investigation is concluded and the president is exonerated. Oh, that's right. That's right. We'll wait for that. Right. Well, just in case the White House's timetable turns out to be off, fear not. Vlad has invited Donnie to his place at the Kremlin for their summit 2.0. Aww. Now, no date for that has been set just yet, but clearly it appears that you just can't keep these BFFs apart. <laughs> And now, for your inspirational quote of the week. We were very fortunate this week to get discount tickets to see the show Hamilton, who said, When a man unprincipled in private life, desperate in his fortune, bold in his temper, possessed of considerable talents, despotic in his ordinary demeanor, known to have scoffed in private at the principles of liberty. When such a man is seen to mount the hobby horse of popul popularity, to join in the cry of danger to liberty, to take every opportunity of embarrassing the general government and bringing it under suspicion, to flatter and fall in with all the nonsense of the zealots of the day, it may justly be suspected that his object is to throw things into confusion, that he may ride the storm and direct the whirlwind. Very timely. If you ever get the chance to see the show Hamilton, do what you must to go and see it. It's wonderful. And that's all for this week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week and tell all your left-leaning but not very active friends about us. This has been a Common Production. <laughs>